Hello and happy Hanukkah. This is Rabbi Rob Dobberson and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. In this episode of the podcast, I want to return to a subject which I have spoken about in several previous episodes of the podcast, which is Jewish life cycle rituals. And I want to speak in this episode about one of the rituals of marriage, of the marriage ceremony in Jewish tradition, and that is the chuppah, the canopy under which the couple stands during the wedding ceremony. The chuppah is not an ancient tradition. It's more from the late medieval periods or even later than that, but it certainly has come to symbolize a Jewish wedding. The couple stands under a chuppah supported by four poles with a covering over it. The covering might be fancy, might be ornate. It could be a simple talit, a simple prayer shawl. The poles may be, in fact, held by individuals. In fact, in some weddings that I've been to or I've seen, there aren't even poles. It's just people standing and holding the, the, uh, the canopy, so to speak, over the couple. That can get a little bit tiring over the course of a wedding ceremony. So usually there are poles. And I'm going to ask you, at the way I talk about the chuppah, to picture, in fact, a chuppah with four poles uh, and, and the, the uh, canopy over the couple, even whether or not there are individuals standing at each of the poles or whether the chuppah is freestanding, doesn't matter to me right now, but I want you to picture that in in this particular way as these four poles holding up the chuppah. And I want to talk about the chuppah by using an analogy, a metaphor that is not really perfect. And I will admit that it's not perfect, but I think that it is close enough that it makes a very strong statement about what the chuppah is and makes it understandable for us and certainly relevant to this particular week and, in fact, this particular time of week on the Jewish calendar. If you're listening to this on the Thursday of Hanukkah, the day that I've posted it. Uh, so what something very special is going to happen tomorrow evening, on Friday evening, on the Shabbat of Hanukkah. Just before Shabbat, just before lighting the Shabbat candles, we're going to light the Hanukkah lights. And then, following that, we're going to light the Shabbat lights, the Shabbat candles. The, the lighting of the Hanukkah lights should take place, of course, before the lighting of the Shabbat candles because it would be inappropriate and, and uh, not consistent with Jewish law to light the Hanukkah lights after Shabbat has begun. But, according to the tradition, the two lights are going to be in different places. It's customary, and it's been customary ever since the time of the Talmud, to place the Hanukkah lights in the window, in the window facing the street. The reason for this is what's known as Persumenisa, the Lefarsema Tanes, to publicize the miracle of Hanukkah, to let people know what it is that we're celebrating. Now, of course, when an individual who is not Jewish walks on the street and, and sees Hanukkah lights in the window, they're not necessarily going to know just by seeing the lights what it is that we're celebrating. Hopefully they will be intrigued enough to find out. But one way or the other, the Hanukkah lights are a statement. They're a statement in the window, out into the street, out in public, that this is a Jewish home, much like the mezuzah is, but you have to go looking for the mezuzah. The Hanukkah lights stand out to somebody walking on the street, and therefore it's identifying the home as a Jewish home celebrating the holiday of Hanukkah. It's for this reason 
that in the Talmud it says in times of sakana, in times of danger, you don't have to. In fact, you shouldn't put the Hanukkah lights in the window so as not to draw attention to the fact that it's a Jewish home. But hopefully we all feel comfortable enough in this country, even with concerns about anti-Semitism, to place our Hanukkah lights in the window and proudly claim our observance of the holiday. But the idea is that the lights are there in order to be a public statement. The Shabbat candles are different. The Shabbat candles are not put in the window. The Shabbat candles are placed in the usual place, maybe on the dinner table, maybe on a kitchen counter, wherever it is. And it this is part of the tradition of the Shabbat candles, that it should light up the house. The idea of the Hanukkah candles, the Hanukkah lights, is not to light up the house. In fact, we're not supposed to use the lights for anything but the display of the miracle. It's been my tradition, and I think it's an important one, to, to turn a light on in the room where you have the Hanukkah lights in the window so that, they, so that we're not using them for any purpose except to publicize the miracle or to make the statement that we're observing Hanukkah. With the Shabbat candles, they stand in the back and they light up and we, 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 ex, we, we experience their glow as part of our experience of Shabbat. There's no reason to place them in the window because this is a more private part of who we are as a family, as a household on Shabbat. Now let's talk about the chuppah. One of the ideas about the chuppah is that it should be open on all sides. And therefore, what happens is we have the beautiful metaphor that the chuppah symbolizes the house that the couple is going to build, the home they're going to build together, and that that home should be open to everyone. It should be open. We should be welcoming in guests. We should use the uh, home as a basis for reaching out into the community. People should see us and, and feel comfortable in our homes, and that's important. But I always emphasize during wedding ceremonies that the chuppah is still a separation. The couple standing under the chuppah is separated from all of the other people who are gathered to celebrate the wedding. And that's an important statement. Because in as much as it's important that the home be open, it is also important that it be a separation, that it be a place of privacy, that it be a place of intimacy, and that what happens inside an individual couple's and family's home, provided, of course, that it is a, a safe and secure place for all of the people within the home, it's really nobody else's business how the couple, the family conducts themselves. It's really a very important statement that marriage in Jewish tradition, while we serve as role models for other people and in, in, in how we treat each other publicly and hopefully again, treat each other privately in a, in a safe and mutually respectful way, no question about the importance of that. But beyond that, there's a piece in which the home represents a sanctuary, a private sanctuary, a place where a family, a couple, can conduct themselves as they see fit and not necessarily worry about what other people may say or think about their relationship. It's a very critical statement that we, we want our homes to be open, but we also need a place of privacy and a place of intimacy.
So I always explain to a couple standing under the chuppah that yes, the chuppah is open, but it is still a separation. And the home has to serve not only as a place where others are welcome, but the, a place where you, the couple, feel comfortable being yourselves. And I compare that again to the Hanukkah lights and the Shabbat lights. The Hanukkah lights in the window to make a public statement, asking people to look in and see what's happening in the home. But the Shabbat candles in the background, lighting up the private areas of the home so that we can all find ourselves inspired to be ourselves and to find the home to be the sanctuary it needs to be. This is a critical statement about Jewish tradition, that it's very important that we're part of a bigger world, but it's also important that we have places to go where we and those closest to us can be ourselves. Until next time, again, happy Hanukkah, Shabbat Shalom, and thank you.